0: So, so we got the 26 properties. Um, the last time we were at the Meet the Masters, um, we were introduced to more of the self-directed IRA, which was um, something that we were both interested in looking into. Um, we both were corporate rats, um, but I walked away from my corporate job in February of this year, so it gave me the opportunity to take all of my 401k earnings and put them into a self-directed IRA. So I was able to pick up um, a property in Dayton, Ohio in cash um, And then we bought um, a single-family, three-bedroom, two-bath home in Ocala, Florida that we got to go walk through yesterday, and um, and it's really exciting. So um, I've got 13 years before I can get into that IRA, but I'm pretty excited to have a lot more properties in that by the time I get there.
1: Welcome to episode 1394, 1,394. Thank you for joining me today. Yesterday, we talked about how a record number of people who are renting, not owning, renters, think that renting is a better deal than owning. And from an article by Julia Falcon, it's pretty interesting. And let's figure out if they are right or wrong. Let's talk about that, let's talk about that. Are these renters right in believing that they have a better deal than if they were homeowners? Okay, so it says 42% of renters pay more than a third of their household income on rent. Now, remember, I've talked to you about how slavery is illegal, okay? (laughs) It's illegal, but as an income property investor, You can essentially own the rights to someone's productivity for one-third to even up to 50% of their entire productive effort at their job or business for every single month of the year. That's because if they're renting from you, they're paying a third and even as much as 50% of their income in rent that goes to you to pay down the principal on your mortgage to provide some positive cash flow to you and to give you all the other multi-dimensional benefits of income property which are truly incredible the most historically proven asset class in the entire world okay so this is based on a recent report by core logic that's the big data company you've certainly heard of them and it said that home prices now remember this You know, this is all the nationwide stuff, right, includes the linear cyclical and hybrid markets, the cyclical markets uh, that have been having trouble lately, but, you know, they've been buoyed a little bit in recent months. But overall, they had a rough year in those cyclical markets, and and still some of them, the higher-end properties, are really still suffering very significantly. They said home prices year-over-year, December to December, increased 4%, and they project that this year... Even with that said, with the linear markets doing well, the hybrid markets doing pretty well, but the cyclical markets overall still hurting, even though better than before, they say that they expect home prices to increase by 5.2% by December 2020. Okay, so that's basically this year. Now. Um, they say that it's little wonder that Freddie Mac's latest profile of today's renter and owner found that the majority of current renters believe renting is more affordable than owning. Now, remember, most of this stuff, whenever you see data like this, is skewed toward the high-flying, overpriced, bad LTI ratio, remember that's the term I coined, land-to-improvement ratio, okay, not to be confused with LTV or loan-to-value ratio, those markets, those cyclical markets that make no sense for investors, most of it is heavy there because that's the biggest population centers, right? I mean, there's a lot of people in Los Angeles, in the Bay Area, In New York and Boston, compared to the amount of people in Little Rock, Memphis, and Indianapolis, right? (laughs) Makes sense. Those are the big population centers, right? So anytime you hear these national statistics, you know that they're going to be skewed that way. You also know, thanks to my teaching, that the Case Schiller Index is comprised of, well, the primary Case-Shiller Index, the one that's most commonly cited, is only 20 markets, 75% of which are cyclical and, you know, we're going to use a synonym for cyclical markets nonsensical markets those cyclical markets don't make any sense right so it's always heavy on that whenever you see these nationwide statistics just understand that so that you're not looking at the stats with rose-colored glasses because you will misinterpret them if you're not understanding that okay so they say that a whopping 84 percent of renters said that they believe that they're getting a better deal renting than they are owning okay And for comparison, that number is up by 17 percentage points from February of 2018. So that's a very significant increase. In other words, not as many renters thought they were getting the better end of the deal back in February of 2018, but 17% more of them, well, 17 percentage points better on the overall scale, okay? Be careful, and be sure you... Read the book, How to Lie with Statistics, because statistics can lie very easily, okay? There's a difference in those two things that I just said, okay? Make sure you understand that. One is a relative number. One is an overall number, okay? But anyway, the point is, it's 17 percentage point increase in renters think they're getting the better end of the deal. They're better off renting than they are owning, okay? The survey found that affordability, while we talked about the 42%, pay more than a third of their income toward rent, okay? This is compared to only 24% of homeowners who spend that amount on mortgage payments. So in other words, the homeowners are spending less from a percentage of income standpoint than renters. Now, that's an interesting thing to look at. Why would that be? Well, it would be because, first of all, and we've talked about this many times on prior episodes, homeowners aren't moving. They're staying put. Why are they staying put? Well, one reason, certainly, is that they've got such good mortgages that they don't want to leave those mortgages. You never want to be unfaithful to a beautiful wife or a beautiful mortgage, right? Either one, you want to be faithful to that because it's a great deal. So you see that they also have a decent amount of equity in their property. And maybe the mentality of the homeowner is more conservative and more prudent. I would venture to guess that it is. The renter will tend to be the more instant gratification type mentality They'll be the type of person that is more interested in the appearances of wealth rather than real wealth. I remember when I was just beginning selling real estate at age 19 and age 20, when I was going to college and selling real estate part-time for Century 21 Academy on Beach Boulevard in Anaheim, California. And when I was doing that, and I'd work with a lot of investors, selling them these really ugly, terrible, disgusting government repo properties, HUD and VA repos, I would work with investors and first-time home buyers. And the first-time buyers always had a very difficult time taking one step back In other words, becoming a homeowner, taking that one step back to take two steps forward because they were usually renting a nicer place than they can afford to buy. So when they become a homeowner, it's always, from that perspective, it was always like a a fix-up project. They had to visualize how the house could look. They had to do some work get some sweat equity, and make that house a really beautiful home in which to live. And the apartment they lived in or the single-family home rental they lived in was all fixed up by the landlord, right? They didn't have to do anything. They could just move in, and they'd have everything instant gratification, right? So that was always the thing. It was very hard for them to rationalize taking one step back to take two steps forward, becoming a homeowner, getting into the game, right? Now, of course, I think when you rent a higher priced property, you are getting a better deal for sure. It's a much better deal to rent that property than to own it. But these were cheap properties. These were inexpensive properties, and it would have been much better to own them than rent them. But it was always one step back for two steps forward. And most renters having that instant gratification mindset, couldn't do it. They wanted to just move in and have a nice clean place that was all fixed up and painted and everything for them. So it's an interesting thing. So the question we started with do you think these renters are correct? Do you think they're right that, you know, basically 84% of them think they're getting a better deal owning than renting? So it looks like this time the tenants are right. In most cases, in the heavily weighted cyclical markets, the tenants are getting a better deal by renting and maybe you should join them. If you are a homeowner of an expensive home, maybe you should consider moving and renting a high-end property, but I will say it's a little harder. It was hard for me when I moved to Florida. I could not really find a good luxury rental for myself, and I attribute that because so many of those uh, big luxury homes have been converted to Airbnb rentals, so the short-term rental market has distorted the market and sucked some of the supply out of the marketplace for high-end rental properties. So anyway, we'll see. As I always say, Airbnb has yet to go through a recession, <laughs> so we'll, we'll see how it all goes. Okay, we've talked about California and its attempts to commit state suicide. We see further evidence of this. Uh, So, last year, California, of course, passed three very serious laws that will handicap its economy and cause productive people to leave the state. They've been incentivizing productive people to leave for nearly two decades now, if if not more. Uber, the ride-sharing giant, of course, they are shutting down, or they have shut down, their Los Angeles office. They laid off about 80 employees there. Now, uh, you know that California basically said, look, if you wanna have ride sharing companies, all those drivers need to be employees. They can't be 1099 independent contractors. They can't be freelancers. And this is the heavy hand of a ridiculously intrusive government. If a person wants to work and a person wants to hire or a company wants to hire, uh, what business is it of the government to get in the middle of that transaction? It is none of their business. But we see the absolutely stupid decisions repeated by politicians. And, you know, of course, California also enacted statewide rent control last year. Absolutely ridiculous. So we'll see where it goes. All right. So today, our guest is going to talk about a very handy app for your smartphone that you can use with your property managers or with your contractors and repair and maintenance people and with your tenants so if you are self-managing this is a fantastic tool for you and uh, we are going to go into that in the interview here in just a moment i want to mention for new listeners if you want to gather some of the fundamentals of real estate investing and learn how to create wealth in the most historically proven asset class in the world, or if you're a regular listener and you just want to review and you want to get back to the basics once in a while and the fundamentals, on whatever podcast platform you use, be sure to check out my Quick Start podcast. Just type Jason Hartman Quick Start on iTunes or any podcast platform, and the show will come up for you. And that show has handpicked episodes covering some of the fundamentals of investing, whereas on this show, we talk about that, but we also talk about a lot of other stuff. So if you want to just review the fundamentals, like Vince Lombardi said, talking to his team at the beginning of every season, he would hold up a football and he'd say, Gentlemen, this is a football as if they didn't know that. <laughs> but but that's the fundamentals, and it, it shows you the importance of uh, the fundamentals, right? So Jason Hartman Quick Start Podcast. Reach out to us at jasonhartman.com or call us at 1-800-HARTMAN, and our investment counselors will be happy to help you with whatever you need regarding income property. And let's go to our guest and talk about this handy application to help you be a better manager of your managers or a better manager of your properties if you are self-managing. Here we go. I'm always trying to show you new technology that will help you better manage your properties and be a better investor, and today we've got a treat. We've got Peter Sisson. He is the founder, I believe he's the founder, of yaza.io. This is a great little app. It's currently free, and it can really help you keep people honest vendors property managers etc tenants even uh, so let's dive in peter welcome how are you i'm great jason thanks for having me my pleasure you're coming to us from san francisco area i guess I am indeed, and it's a beautiful, sunny day out
0: here. I don't want to make anyone feel jealous, but uh, we're having some good weather, even though it's normally our rainy season.
1: Hey, it's pretty nice in Palm Beach, Florida, too. So I imagine so. And the cost of living and the state taxes are zero. (laughs) Uh, I like that. There you go. I like that. Anyway, hey, I found this app. I wanted to get you on the show. Thanks for coming on. It's a great tool. You know, we teach people how to manage their property managers. We also teach them how to self-manage. And when someone sends you a video or a photo of, say, something on your property that needs to be repaired, the problem is, you know, people give an air of legitimacy to a little video clip they were sent. But the reality is, they don't know when or where that video was taken. And you solve that problem, right?
0: That is correct. And it's a big problem and and a growing problem, not just for realtors or, or investors but anyone who wants to be sure that something happened at a certain time at a certain place and how we do that is basically think of yaza as a messenger where you can share and exchange videos except every video that's on yaza is recorded in yaza and at the time it's recorded we force the user to identify the location it actually guesses it and then they can adjust it and time stamps it and uploads it and encrypts it, it can't be altered, it can't be edited. There's no way that you can have fake videos on Yaza.
1: Great, okay, so, you know, when you receive a video clip, you know where that video clip is from. It will allow minor adjustments, though, because the GPS, of course, is not perfect, right? Is that why you do that? And that that was a lot of work for us.
0: So it actually, we do a really good job at guessing your location, Mm -hmm. and it'll fill it out for you. But it's just, uh, you know, you record the video release, and then your next step, is simply to accept the location it suggested or you slide the map around until it gets it and then you post it. Okay. And you know, important aspect of this too is that when you then wanna share it, like let's say it's a contractor who's like, I don't want, I can't send you a video it's gonna use up on my data plan. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not how Yaza works. We store the videos on our servers in HD and they stay in HD and they're shared only with links. And that means that these videos can be shared instantly without using any bandwidth. And it also allows us to authenticate them, because if you see a video that doesn't have the link, then, you know, it's no longer linked to the master and could have been altered.
1: Okay, interesting. That's I get the I get what you're saying. I hope the listeners get that, too, because it's coming from your server. And so that link is what tells you that there was no foul play in between. Exactly. Uh, If it was a. if it secure. was a video, let me let me give the other example, and, and correct me anywhere, I might be wrong here. Someone takes a video with their phone, and then they stick it into, or, well, they don't need to, they can do it right on their phone. They edit it on the phone, and then they upload it to Google Drive or Dropbox, or maybe mm-hmm. they just send it to you via text or email mm-hmm. if it's small enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, you never know where that video was taken. You never know when that video was taken. It could have been a hole in the wall that was caused by the tenant from two years ago. Mm-hmm. And now they're showing you a picture of it today and saying, oh, you gotta repair this. Send me, you know, four hundred dollars. And yep. you know it's fake. So this is a great way to have fraud prevention. So it's a wonderful thing.
0: Now And not no, just that, yeah. I, I'm sorry to cut in, but yeah. what is really exciting is that everything once you've got everything identified with location, our interface is map based. So all of the videos get organized around the properties. So if you're an investor with multiple properties, automatically those videos appear at those properties on the map. So you can, you know, if everything's coming from Dropbox or Google, you don't know which property it belongs to. You don't know exactly what you said, you know, where it comes from, whether it's authentic or not. Right. And with Yazzie, that's never a problem. And then one other thing that I think people will like is that the videos are searchable for content. So we run them through what's called a image classifier which is artificial intelligence it goes through identifies every object it recognizes in the video oh, and then that's great. search for the videos awesome. based on those objects
1: okay so in other words if you remember gosh you saw this video and you can't remember what property was it i think that tenant had a red sofa Mm -hmm. And so you can literally search that. I don't know if it'll pick out red sofa specifically, uh, but I'm just giving an example. And then you can find what you think. That's how our memory works. You know, our brains do these funny associations Mm -hmm. and now the AI can help you find something. So it really keeps your filing system organized over the years also, right?
0: All those videos get organized. They're all in HD. They don't use any memory on your phone or anybody else's phones. Um, we handle all that for you.
1: Okay, fantastic. Now, what was the real genesis of Yaza? Was it really meant to be like a social networking tool or a sort of a WhatsApp? Or, that's a great question. Or what was the intent of it? Uh, sometimes things have alternate uses, as we know, that, um, you know, turn out to be the, the ultimate use. The alternate use yep. becomes the ultimate and, and, use. And that's yeah that's exactly what what's happening here is i like to say
0: that good products are not invented they're discovered Mm -hmm. and you know the trick is you have to get your product out there quickly as you can so that customers can start to give you ideas and feedback and what happened is we put it out and realtors found it Mm -hmm. and suddenly sotheby's top realtor from california she did 82 million last year is posting house tours at all her properties and you can with Yaza, you can do you know 30-second video then do another 45 seconds so one for each room they all get organized in the property and they play in order and so it's ideal for realtors and we had thought about that use case but we didn't realize how quickly they were onboarding so we have Caldwell Banker, Douglas Elliman, other firms are starting to get word So they're using it to basically do house tours, narrated house tours on the app. So most people, buyers, can look at the properties through those tours without having to physically visit them and then narrow down which house is the act you want to tour. It just saves both people, both sides a ton of time. And then along the lines of what you're talking about, then they're saying, I could use this to have my house inspected you know, the house inspections be validated, I could use this to manage my contractors remotely have have them show, you know, when something was completed, and, and they send a little video, video conveys so much more information than a photo, because photos at the right angle can make things look different than they right. are.
1: Right. And, and, video- and, and not just the right angle, like the right the- lens yep. uh, can, can change things or the right, you know adjustment on the phone you know you can widen the shot and and all mm-hmm. kinds of things you can do that on video but it's not as easy to fool someone when you exactly. when the picture is moving and what i always say is the old saying is a picture says a thousand words i say a video says a million words so i yeah. say that too <laughs> oh okay you stole my quote <laughs> yes, that's no. my famous quote i've had that for years
0: <laughs> good you said it before
1: i did <laughs> okay <laughs> but but yeah it's really great that's a great thing so Just to be clear, though, we're curious, what was the genesis of it? Uh, So the genesis, uh, right, I didn't even answer
0: your question. I go right into talking about the app. Initially, we thought it would be a a social app, but the drivers initially were, okay. we're watching, everyone's using video, 80 percent of the Internet is video. These video files are getting bigger and bigger because cameras are getting more and more megapixels and phones are just ridiculous now that are built into cameras in terms of what they can do. And we have all of these factors happening. And and then we have this sort of issue where deepfakes is is happening. So people are getting really good now at creating fake videos that Make people say things they never no, said.
1: Those are those are scary and amazing. Scary. So, um, just yeah. explain if you would for you know some people don't know what what is a deep fake. I've seen some with like you know presidents' heads on them saying things they didn't actually say. But to explain a little more of what that is to people. That's
0: yeah, it's a great question. So really, these are very sophisticated photo editors and video editors who can go in there and they can change the audio they can sample the voice and create using machine learning they can create a voice that will say words the way that person says them and then they can also use tricks of editing to make the mouth movements match and there's even software that will automatically make an artificial mouth move to the words you give it right. so
1: there's all sorts of and and, of and not only that it'll make the body language consistent with the speech Everything. it's really Everything. scary you know i mean the, uh, years ago the, i i was saying back like in the late 90s that you know literally taking a video into a courtroom a video of someone robbing a bank does not necessarily mean they actually robbed that bank. You exactly. know, that could be a fake. Yeah, Exactly.
0: And that's the problem. And, and it will get bigger and bigger. And so we thought, you know, we're not trying to replace any of these social networks, but mm-hmm. we thought there needs to be at least one place where people can share these massive files without hogging their phone memory, without burning through their data plans, and with the assurance that what they're seeing is actually true and happened. And that's those are the problems we tried to solve.
1: So just out of curiosity, is there a limit to like the length of the videos or any any constraints we should know about?
0: Nope. That's what's amazing about it. You could send a full length HD movie with Yaza. Uh
1: Okay, so you can make an hour and a half documentary.
0: You really could. Wow,
1: <laughs> I mean, incredible! That's
0: a hell of a yeah. long time to hold down the record button, right? But you really could, okay. uh, because the camera has tricks where you can change while you're recording. You can change front camera to back camera. Mm. Great zoom. feature,
1: by the way. That's a yeah. great feature.
0: Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of cool little uh, nuggets in the app and more to come.
1: Mm-hmm. What does the Zoom do, you were going So the Zoom, you slide, once you're
0: holding it down, the recorder works similar to Snap, and some of your younger members will you know about that, but Snapchat, you, yeah. it records as long as you hold, and while you're holding, you can slide your finger up to Zoom, you can slide it over to a switch camera sing, a button, and i will switch the camera, all while you're recording, and it does it. So it almost looks like an edited video, but it's all one take.
1: Yeah, and what I like about flipping the cameras is this, you know, I can just envision you've got the air conditioning repair man over at one of your rental properties and he pulls out. Yeah. So you require him to use that. You say, look, if you want the yep. job, you've got to give me videos on this, through this app. And yep. um, so just download the free app to your phone. And it's kind of sometimes when you, require someone to use a little app or piece of technology. It's sort of a test anyway, yep. <laughs> which is sort absolutely. of. They can do basic things. It's a good screening <laughs> tool sometimes, you know. Sure uh, yeah, absolutely. And so. You say do that, and he takes a video and says, look, here's the problem. You've got this broken thing or whatever. And then he can flip the camera to his face, and he can explain it to you. And then he can flip it back to a piece of paper that says, you know, here's the quote uh, with what we need. He can flip it to here's the parts we need. So that's a really great feature. I like that a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. cool. I'm glad you like it. Yeah, yeah that was a, a bit of a trick, too, to get it work, to work without interrupting the video.
1: Right, right. Um, Good stuff. Okay, great. Anything else you'd like? People to know, Peter. Well, we are available on
0: iOS now. You know, one challenge will be that many contractors may be on Android, right? And you know, that app will be coming later this year. But it's still for people who are on iPhone and have people they work with who are also on iPhone. They can get started right away. You just go to the App Store, search on the word Yaza, Y A Z A. You'll find the app, install it for free, and you're on your way.
1: Fantastic. Peter Sisson, thanks so much for joining us. It was a pleasure, thanks for having me.